Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing today? Excellent. Good to see you. I cannot believe I'm here. It's such an honor. I don't deserve to be here. And I'm, if, if, if I do anything at all, it will shine that God can use anybody at any time, any place, anywhere. And it doesn't matter what the weaknesses are and what you have. Those weaknesses are, are, are fitted for you to let his Jesus shine through you. You know what I'm saying? To let his life shine through all of you inside of that. And it's by the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to, you know, cut any corners here. I'm going to go straight to the chase. It's the baptism of the Holy Spirit and it's many fillings. I mean, fillings are simply prayer. That's all it is. It's just asking God whether you sin and, and blow it. It's like, Lord, you saw that. Or it's, if it's in your heart, you saw that. If you actually did something, I did that. Can you help me, Jesus because you lived this life out perfectly 100% of the time. That's why you were here and lived this perfect example. How many of you guys know that Jesus limited himself 100% and came and left his heavenly throne privileges, his heavenly power, everything, everything up yonder and came down here and was 100% man? Do you understand that? He didn't go when it was time to you know, multiply food and put on his super savior suit and, say, and get in the telephone booth and come back out as mighty Jesus and do that. He heard his father's voice and he responded. Scripture shows it. It's very clear. Very clear. Why did he do that? One, to defeat Satan. It wouldn't be fair if he used his God power because Adam screwed it up. We're all dead in him. We were all alive in, in Jesus, second man Adam, right? So it's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's what came upon. If you look at it in, in, in all four Gospels, it says that the Holy Spirit came upon him. He was anointed in Luke 4, anointed to teach. Jesus, the sinless one that never sinned. If you notice, the first miracle was in John chapter 2, turning, turning water to wine, right? So he never did a miracle before from 30 years down. We see him in the temple at 12 years old, Luke 2, 42 through 45, right? But we don't hear about anything about him until the Holy Spirit came upon him. It's the same for you. It's the same for me. Are we just going to try to do something for Jesus or are we waiting on his Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us and empower us in whatever we're, we are doing? He will use anybody, anybody, any place, any time. He made you perfectly fitted for where you are at. And I don't mean that like that. You remember that old Geico commercial with, with, with the Pinocchio nose and the guy starts talking and then grows longer and he's just lying and stuff. You know, you're so great, you're so great. No, it's not that, it's true. He made you perfectly fitted for where you're at. Will you believe it? Will you believe that you can give the gospel? And the gospel is supposed to be given by every single human being. The gift of evangelism is Ephesians 4 that says evangelists are supposed to teach you guys how to evangelize, to equip you. Evangelist is not the guy that comes up with the, with the poor sob story up at the church and the pastor tells everybody to come and bring their lost friends over and he gives a message and everybody gets saved. That's your job. That's your duty. That's your commission. And the beauty inside of that is that God will bring people all around you if you ask him, Holy Spirit, fill me. Bring people across my path. Let me share. And you're going to blow it. You're going to screw it up all the time. It's training, right? It's just training. Don't, it's not under condemnation. It's conviction. 
He's making you aware of what you did wrong and how you can improve. And that's the beauty of it. And he's so tender. And he's so beautiful inside of it. So for me, he's placed you perfectly. He wants you to, to use his grace upon you. You know, his grace is, is, is the divine influence upon the heart, right? And it's reflection in the life. So inside, outside, inside, outside. You got to get in it. You got to ask the Holy Spirit to fill you and show you. How many of you, before you read God's word every day, ask the Holy Spirit to teach you? Okay. Look up John 14, 26. The Holy Spirit was given to teach you and to bring a remembrance to everything that comes across your plate, right? So when you're witnessing to somebody, scripture's like popping in your brain because you've spent time in God's word. Notice I am saying it is spirit and truth. It is spirit and truth. There is no substitute. It's a balance of both. The Holy Spirit ignites the logs of fire that are truth and causes it to shine forth in, in your life. And it's so daily. It is so daily. From day to day, when you don't feel like it, Lord, Holy Spirit, film. You see me, show me, film me. Lord, when, when, when you're struggling, film me. And, and, and again, it's not just a, a habitual prayer. It's a reality, Lord. I have not got it, but you do. And then he'll move you around from, from place to, to place. So the primary two, two passages I'm going to be going to is 1 Corinthians 7, 20, and then Luke 14, 16. But I'm going to begin with, with what I'd always have to do. Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit, Lord, for this. You know these stuttering lips do not have the ability to do any of these things at all. Unless you come up here and you be with me, and I can feel you here right now, Lord. And I thank you for that. Lord, I just pray, Father, that it is a message, Father, as Paul said, that he wanted to impart some spiritual gift. I don't want to be here to just survive this session, Lord. I want to be here to give something, Father, unto. And so, Father, pour your spirit upon. And Lord, I just pray that those in, that are in, in this room that have never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit or that want to renew, we can do this, Father. Because everything else we do on our own legs Lord, is uh, wood, hay, and stubble, and no flesh will glory in your presence in Jesus' name. So Acts 1, 5, 8, it talks about the, the baptism of, of the Holy Spirit. Um, Acts 1, 8 says this, but you shall receive power. That is dunamis. Jesus had exousia, which is the divine right, right? He could just do it, say it, whatever happened, because he was hearing directly from the Father to do whatever it was. You and I, like I was a, I'm a UPS man, Right now I drive semis. I was a package car guy forever. And I would get packages from someone who paid for something. I would handle it and deliver it to somebody else, right? So dunamis is kind of the, is the same thing. As you are ministering, except you don't know what package you're going to get. It could be any of them. For me, teaching what gift you have to me is a bunch of junk. For me, again, I think we all have spiritual, spiritual giftings, but the reason I don't like it is because it, it hones you in on, my gift is discernment, okay? So that means you can't give the gospel? Does that mean I have to have, if I, if I have discernment for a person and he needs discernment and healing and a gospel, does God have to send three people? No. The Holy Spirit's inside of you, man. He's got every single thing ready for you and equipping you. And you can't claim any of them. 
and you don't know when they're coming, will you be open? And that's where you're spending time in God's word to hear his voice and to have power in that. You know, what I do a lot, these are all for you to take, okay? Um, this is my best tackle, I would say. I ran out of Bibles this morning, otherwise I, I give them away on the plane. I take my, my bag wherever I go. I've got them in whatever store I go, whatever I'm going. And I ask God to open the doors up of opportunity. And so w- one night, you know, I mean, and I work at, if you work at UPS and you drive semis, wherever you go is the worst part of town. It just doesn't matter. It's always the worst part of town. It's awful everywhere I get, everywhere you go. So it's always very entertaining to to, uh, to me to see the night critters that come out. It's so super cool because it reminds me, and that's the beauty of, of giving the gospel. It reminds me of where I came from. I was jacked up just like that. And I still would be unless Jesus saved me. It reminds me of where I'm at, it, where I was from, you know. It's so healthy. Otherwise, we get so caught up in our, in our Calvinism, our meaningism, pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib. You know, I think the two most worthless, I don't know, worthless, that's wrong, sorry, I shouldn't say, scratch that. The, the two most unused people are prophetic Christians and political. Because you're staring at articles, okay, this is happening, you're not doing anything. You're not saying anything, you're just looking. Okay, be doing be walking with it. I would rather, I don't care when he comes. I want to see his face and really primarily want to see his face because I'm so sick of my sin in my heart. I want to see him one day face to face and say, Jesus, man, I just love you and I don't have to repent all the time. You know, I, but I know I'm being made in, into his image, you know, but I want to be found doing his will. And he gives you the energy, gives you every single thing he has, every single thing. So, one day I was, I, was, I was coming up, and this would be a gift of the word, word of knowledge. I, there was a truck stop I was at um, for a year. I met a guy from, from Memphis. He was perpetually late, so I had to wait every day. I'm in Houston. He's in, Mem- in Memphis. We meet in Texarkana right in the middle, and I had to wait at this place, and it was perfect. Three o'clock in the morning, just all kind of critters coming through, and there was, there was a prison over here that was over there. There was clubs over there. There was yucky stuff, right? There was all kind of stuff going on, and, they, and there was a, this place that was open at three in the morning. So every day I, I walked in. I probably gave 500 bi- bibles away and promise books in that, in that 30-minute period in a year, just just going for it. It was so fun. So one day, you know, I, I, I walked up, I walk in with this thing and there was a dude sitting here in his car and he had this picture of this little baby, like a, like a two-year-old or yeah, not baby, but a little toddler, right? Beautiful little girl. So I walked by and I, I walked up and God prompted me to notice that, right? Because he'll give you the vision. He develops your eyes. He develops what, what you see. And what I pray all the time is, Jesus, give me your hands, man. Um, what would you touch if you had my hands? What, where, where would you look if you had my eyes, Father? What would you say if you had my stuttering mouth? You know. And so I walked up, and he's sitting there, and I noticed he was crying. It was three o'clock in the morning. You know, he could be drunk off his butt or whatever. You know, I don't know. But he he was looking at this picture, and uh, I just walked by and I said, "Hey, man, what's what's up, man?" And uh, Got my, you know, the, uh, the uniform. I'm just like this, you know, except I have it on here, you know. And, and, um, and, he, and he goes, this is my daughter. I didn't know I had. And he's just sitting there. And I said, with the word and under word of knowledge, I said, the same love that, 
that you have for that daughter, the Father in heaven has for you to trust him as Savior. Just wept. Got saved. I didn't know that when I was walking in the truck, you know, coming out. It was just, are you bold enough to know? And, and again, it's going to come. You're going to give away a Bible. You're gonna, it's it's, it's going to go poorly, and we'll, we'll, we'll go over that too as well. It always, things happen. So arm yourself. Pay attention to this one thing. It said, you shall be witnesses to me, Acts 1.8, in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Luke 24.49 says, Behold, that's in the promise of my Father. The divine assurance of good. Why did Jesus say that in Luke 24? The divine assurance of good because he had experienced it every single time the Holy Spirit spoke to him, the spirit of his father. It was good. It was right. It was the divine assurance of good. Promise of my father upon you. Same word. Full Holy Spirit fell on Jesus in, in all four gospels. Luke 4 said upon you. And guess what? It's for us too. Except we leak, as Moody said. So we leak, we sin. We ask God to refresh us, to fill us with what we just jacked up, to refill with what is right and what is good inside of it. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued, until you be clothed. Okay, so wherever you are, wherever you fit, in the morning, when you wake up in the morning, are you asking the, the Holy Spirit to teach you? If you are, you're putting on the white shirt, right? Robe of righteousness, right? Clean, right? If you do not seek him like that, if you don't have time, and by the way, keep this thing off. Don't have your Bible on this. If you need one, grab one. We'll get you a Bible. Even put your name on it here in the shop, right? Get it. Open it. Don't turn it on first. Get with God first alone and ask the Holy Spirit to teach you, right? And, and to hear his voice. You, you'll learn. Because if you open it up, you see, even if it's good news, your mind is off on good stuff. Most of the time it's stuff that's screwed up and then you're jacked up and then your mind is off on that. And then you don't hear him. Open his, open his word and see that. If I choose to just wake up and go, I'm putting on a black shirt. So I'm a UPS driver. I can't show my emblem on here, so I put a little piece of paper in there just in case for uh, broadcasting or whatever you want to call it. So which one do you put on the inside first? And the uniform goes over that because the Holy Spirit's inside of you, right? As a mom, as a dad, whoever you are, we all have a uniform where we're wearing. God has placed you wherever you're at. Will you trust that Holy Spirit enough to lead you and guide you inside of all of that? That is, is what will change your life, and it's so daily. Isn't it a drag being with Jesus daily? He wants that. He desires that. He wants to be with you every single day. It says that we're that will be endued, will we'll, 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 we'll be closed. So to, so to sink into clothing, if you notice, I still, you just saw it, you just heard it. <gasps> Anyways, um, I was born that way and it's all good. So we're about to go to Exodus 4, 11 and 12 and go over this really quick. Of course, you know, this is Moses. We think he stuttered. I don't know, um, which is fine. I remember when I first got saved, I mean, I, I stuttered so terribly bad until I was 40, until I, I, I got this MP3 series from a guy named Joe Fosh, or Joe Fosh, or whatever his name was back in the day. And uh, I thought, who the heck is this? My brother Mark and his wife Patsy sent it to me. And he just talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He talked about being endued. He talked about how the IQ of the sheep wasn't important. 
He talked about how it wasn't ability, it was, it was availability. And I believed the Holy Spirit through Joe, a thousand percent. And at that time, I was 40, couldn't talk. I mean, I was one, one of those 80% stutters, I suppose you'd say, where it's difficult, the, the breath, you know, the oxygen trying to get out, everything, you know, trying to get out, and, and you couldn't say anything. But to my shock, people were getting saved. Can you imagine the foolishness of God? People were getting saved, waiting patiently for someone to, who struggled so badly. But what God was speaking clear to my heart was that at that point was, it's my voice behind you. It's not about your performance. So he can use all of you, but it's based on the Holy Spirit. So it says, the Lord said unto Moses, Who hath made man's mouth, or who maketh the dumb, or the deaf, or the seeing, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Did you get that? He made you broke. Dependent. Ready. Wanting to be used with your weakness. You don't have to get strong and you don't have to do all these things. He made you that way because he custom fitted you. Oh, it's even better in 12. Now, that, now, therefore, I will be with thy mouth and teach you what thou shalt say. Same thing in, in John 4, 14, 26. Holy Spirit says he's going to teach you and bring things to remembrance. Old Testament, New Testament mirrors it perfectly. So when you seek him for his will every day, things happen. So here's something here else too. Second Corinthians 12, 9 through 10. It's, it's like my go-to for everything because it, it reminds me always the weaker I am, the more God can use me. The more broken I am, the more his holiness shines through. But it says, and he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. Again, the divine influence upon the heart and its reflection of life for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my in infirmities that the power of Christ may rest on me. The dunamis of Christ, the giftings of Christ may rest upon me. That word perfect says, for my strength means ability in, in, in abundance and that is made perfect, complete to make perfect. How many times in life do you, do you come up upon something? It happens so rarely where you put something in that's a replacement and it never fits right. You always have to jack with it and move it. And okay, that, that's okay, right? How many times do you go, that was perfect? Rarely, right? But when you do, it's like, there's that, there's that, oh, that was awesome. Well, you're awesome to God. That you're, you're the, oh, he perfectly fitted you. Perfectly fitted you. If you had a chassis and you were to install an engine, it would be the perfect engine that fit every single. That is what this is talking about. That your strength is made perfect in weakness. Meaning his perfection dwells perfectly in your weakness. So use it to, use it to the glory of God. Most gladly, therefore, that's why he says it. Therefore, I will I glory in my infirmities and the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasures in infirmities. That's why he takes pleasures in them. Because his weakness, right? His strength is going to shine through. But this is for you. It's all for you. In reproaches and necessities and persecutions, I'm not there. I am not there yet at all. So turn to 1 Corinthians, and I'm going to prove it to you that you guys are, are perfectly placed. 
1 Corinthians 7, 20 through 24. Let every man abide in the same calling where he and is called. Meaning, he made you. He knows where you live. Don't try to rush out of, where, out of where you are to be something. Establish what you are, where you are, by the Holy Spirit, where you are, and then let God move you. Let him do that. I see far too many, and I, I don't want to get on this too much, but I get an idea, especially in the church. This is the biggest weakness, and I'm not saying here. I'm just saying, in general, you've seen it. Somebody gets an idea. The first thing out is what? Support letters. Live it first. See if God's really doing it. If he's not, you'll know, right? For us, we just kept doing this over and over and over again. People started getting saved, and then, and then all of a sudden it turned into a, a, to a point. I never, I, I never thought as much about myself that God could ever use me, and I was always an hourly, so for me to take orders from God is nothing. I take our orders from everybody, right? It's not a big deal. So for me to take orders from him about where I'm going and what I'm doing and where I need to be is not really, really a big deal. But so we started doing the, uh, these things, and all of a sudden it just came to a point. Even my, my brother Mark and Patsy were the first pe- uh, uh, people to help support. We weren't a ministry. Just things were getting out of hand and more and more money, more and more and more, more, more money. And I remember just one day just thinking, God, if I could buy all these Bibles on this table where just people are getting saved, but I have not got it. I thought it. The next day, there was a check in the mail to to cover that whole table from my Bible study teacher way back. And I wasn't asking. I was just, we were just talking about how many folks were getting saved. Then all of a sudden, the ministry started, and we'll go over some slides in a while, but God does it. I don't ask anybody for anything. I don't even have a website. We gave away 159,000 Bibles last year. I don't even have a website. We didn't. The Lord did, right? And we put stickers in all of them. And he does it. Every month I order. Most of the time, he shows me to do it. By the end of the month, it's all there. It's amazing. It's scary. And my wife always knows when I jack it up. I don't even tell her. It's it's probably the loneliest place because I can't go, Jerry, can you pray for me, please? Jerry's back to wave. Say hi, Jerry. Can I say, Jerry, pray for me. We're really short on the ministry. I don't know if we're going to make it. What am I doing? Asking for for money backwards. I'd rather quit and know I'm in his will because God is never in a recession Inflation doesn't bug him. He owns everything. I'm not building a business. I'm following a king. And that's, that's the truth of the matter. I'm not saying it's not... If somebody wanted to ask for me, I, I suppose, I mean, if I didn't know, but, but I just want to keep it real simple. So we began this and, and moved forward in, in this whole thing, and it just keeps month by month. I'm one month away from not being a ministry. And I'm okay with that. I want that, because I want to I know I'm in his will. I don't want to be outside of his will. I want to make sure it's all good on that. So let every man abide in the calling where, where, where he was called. Thou art called being a servant? Care not for it. Now, what this means to, to me, what the Lord showed me, is that I am a UPS man, but I work for Jesus first. And inside of that, I'm going to be the best UPS man on the planet. 
because I'm going to honor my company. I'm not going to be witnessing on the clock when I should be working, but he works all things. I, I witness all the time. It's when I'm waiting on a load to be done. I can jump it back in the trailer with the guys and talk to him about the Lord and, or when I'm waiting at the guard shack and there's another guy. I mean, just whatever. God provides those moments. But if there's work to be done, he's not. UPS isn't paying me, uh, me to witness. And the king of kings will line those things up for me wherever I go. And he does. So I honor God. I honor my company. And so art thou called being a servant? Care not for it. But, that, but if thou mayest be made free, use it rather. See, I'm free in Jesus Christ. That way, I'm working for him. I don't care how raunchy my boss is. I don't care what sexual per- per- persuasion they are. What they spit. Whatever. It doesn't matter to me. I'm working unto Jesus as unto them to be a witness to that person. I don't care. For he that is called in the, in the Lord being a servant is the Lord's freeman. You see, I'm free now. They tell me to do something, I do it. I work with all the hardest as I possibly can to be a witness to my boss and my coworkers. Likewise, also, he that is called being free is Christ's servant. So now I'm free inside of UPS to work as unto him, to honor him inside of it. You're bought with the price. Be not servants of men. Now, I wrote a book, the Hor- or I should say the Holy Spirit wrote a book, and we just got it on YouTube, crazy stuff. Um, right here. It'll be at the back. And there's a chapter on you're bought with a price. Did you know when you received Jesus as your Savior, he purchased you? And you have no rights. <laughs> you're, you're an American. You're a bought possession. I know that's un-American, but he bought you. He purchased you. You have no right, but he gave you a free will. But when your free will lines, that's called relationship, when he explodes that upon you. And you'll, you'll have that inside of them. So you're bought with a price. Be not servants of men. Brethren, let every man wherein is called there, there abide with God. Meaning, where you're at, abide. Prosper. Give the gospel away. Let the words of your mouth. And you're going to jack it up. It's, it's, it's training. So my start was just going, you know, it was the guards at first at UPS. And then God kind of just broadened my eyes. It was, it was the guard, then it was the hourlies, then it was the drivers, then it was, and just God expanded. And then all of a sudden, you know, my territory seemed to be just at UPS. And all of a sudden, he exploded. Oh, I can do, do this at the grocery store. And it just seemed to be, for me, my territory exploded, you know. There's the infant steps of walking with him. And as I obeyed, he opened up the, up the, up the door. And uh, another way of, of, of looking at that is 1 Corinthians 15, 9 through 10. It says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. I mean, he made you the way you are. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. I labored more abundantly. That I will give it. I'll give it my whole heart. I ask for energy from, from the Holy Spirit. I ask the Holy Spirit to empower me to not get sleep like he did because he did it. And I, I work and burn it as hard as I can. And I do it, and I love doing it. I'm just not a, oh, me is me. No, I'm just vibing off of what he's got. And he's got that for you. He's got the energy. Because even Paul says that I labored more and more abundantly than, than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was in me, right? Which, which was with me. Luke 14, and remember this. Remember Acts 1.8 says, You shall be witnesses, not go witnessing, but be one. You're a witness every day, whether you like it or not. You are a witness, a good one or a bad one, right? Be a good one. Luke, I mean, Acts 1.8 says that you'll be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and around, everywhere else, right? Outermost parts of the earth. Let's look at Luke 14. 
says this, verses 16. It says, Then said they unto him, A certain man made a great supper and bade many. And he sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. If you didn't know it, you're the servant in this picture. You're the slave. Okay? You are the slave in this picture. And once you find that master, he's the best master on the planet because as Joe says all the time, you'll be mastered by something. Right? You'll be mastered by something. And you'll be a slave to it. Once you find the Lord, man, his free Holy Spirit flows through you and you know what you're destined for. So, he sent his servant at supper time to say, bid them that were bid. So they were already bidden for all things that were ready. We're not going to go through the excuses a lot, except it's, it's possession, prosperity, and, and, uh, uh, and relationships, which are a lot of the excuses. And, and remember, you're going to come across, when you're witnessing, hard heart, soft heart, crowded heart. I mean, excuse me, hard heart, shallow heart, crowded heart, soft heart. I was all for don't give up. Just, just give the gospel and let the Holy Spirit season that. Take the pressure off you. Be concerned, but no pressure, right? So that the servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, go out quickly, speedily, rapidly. The reason I say that is we don't know if we're going to live tomorrow or today. We don't know the person that we're witnessing to is going to live tomorrow or today. Have, have, we have no clue. Into the streets and the, in, into the lanes of the city and bring hither the poor and the maimed and the halt and, and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. See, there's, until he raptures us home, there's room. When I get, when, when I'm, have the privilege of, of speaking his name and, and praying with someone to receive Jesus. And I do, I probably pray with on my own when I'm going around, but I give the gospel a lot too. I probably pray with 40 to 60 people a year, probably, somewhere in there. Does it, do, do they all mean it? I don't know. God does. I'm just giving the gospel. I don't care. I mean, I care, but I can't do nothing about it. And I give the gospel. I give them a resource. I give them Bibles. I give them all kinds of things. But that's up to them. That's their choice. You can't, you can't force them. You can help them, but, but you can't. So the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou, thou hast commanded, yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. Did you notice something? The servant is getting words from the master all the time. Are you a servant? Are you hearing from God? You're hearing from God when you're doing His will. You don't hear from God when you don't. Or you'll hear, you'll hear, hear conviction. Right? Notice where, remember I said Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. Notice where this guy's gone. He's gone from his house, outside of his house. He's gone into the streets. And he's gone into the highways. He's, he's lived out what I just said. The Lord is guiding him and leading him wherever he is going. He, his territory is expanded. And it's moving forward. And again, he will use your life. I can't tell you how inadequate I am. I cannot tell you how I don't have ability. I cannot tell you I, every single thing I'm doing is just a trip to me. Coming here, I was almost ready to throw up. <laughs> 
<laughs> going, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? But I was invited. So I know I got to drag my ugly flesh off the, off the bench and come up here where, 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 where the Holy Spirit, it, Holy Spirit is ready and willing. With It's a word, it's alacrity, which means he just can't wait to see you. He wants to be with you. So if you could show that first slide. I want to I show this slide here. Okay, so we do one of the most powerful things you can ever do, and you have an imprinter. I talked Daniel and Joe and everybody into getting one. No, they, they did get one. Most powerful thing. And these are yours to, to take. They have stickers in, inside of them. And even on the small ones, like if someone doesn't re- receive Jesus, I talked to this guy on the plane. I was supposed to be studying last night. He talked for three and a half hours about Jesus. We just sat there and talked and he didn't get saved. But he was asking a ton of questions, right? But I can, with these stickers in front, I can say, look, you do not need me at all. There's a sticker right here, because when you die, you're going to see Jesus face to face. The question I ask all the time is, if you were to die today, where are you going and why? And wait on the why. Heaven. Okay, why? And you'll get the most common answer, by the way. And that, that'll be in this book. It's on a YouTube channel. The whole thing, it'll be in there in, in the last section 5.123 and 4 is the top 16 incorrect answers, trucker apologetics that I get and, and, and the answers in return based on scripture, right? So the number one incorrect answer is I'm a good person and I do good things, right? So the Lord gave me, I said eight and I couldn't count because I'm, I'm not very sharp. It is actually seven words, but the Lord gave me seven words to respond to that because I stutter. He had to make it short. So I'll, they'll say that, and I'll, I'll, I'll look at them deadpan, and I'll just say, so, so the death of Jesus was unnecessary. And they will just, and I already know, okay, like, I do this so much, and there's seminaries that teach this stuff, and I look at this stuff, and I'm like, yeah, you ain't doing this. This is not going to work. Because <laughs> I mean, I'm out on the street. I know what works. I see it. Quick stuff like that. And so their brain is turning, you know, and you'll, they're like, you can see the rabbit. I mean, you can see the, the squirrel just turning. And they'll just look at me and they'll, and they'll, and I'll say it again. And then they'll kind of laugh. A lot of times they'll laugh ner- nervously. And then I'll just go into the gospel. So have you ever said anything like this? Jesus, if you don't save me, I'm going to hell. Come inside of my heart and I accept that free gift. I know you rose from the dead. So when I die, I'm going to rise with you and, I, and I'm going to be a follower of you. I'm going to forsake my ways and follow you as best I can. Ever prayed anything like that? Uh-uh. Going to hell. Official. Right now. But we can change that. And I know you might feel uncomfortable being with me right now, praying this. So many pray. I offer all the time. So many pray. And you, and you know what happens all the time, too? God sets them up. All the time. The craziest, stupidest stories you've ever seen in your life, just one after another, all the time. Does that make my faith increase or decrease? You'll be the answer to people's prayers. How many of you guys in this room, be honest, pray for people that are lost, that you know? I hope every one of you is doing that. I hope every one of you raised, okay? You can be the answer to someone else's prayer. Not in a cocky way. Just God will send you. And I could, go, I could go on and on, but I want to concentrate on this one story. So we do imprints radically. I get names and everything else. This young man worked at a, at a restaurant um, at Mikado's. 
buy our, our, our house, Chinese place, got everybody Chinese Bibles with their, na with their uh, names on them, and just we do this radically all the time. So the workers will come, um, you know, uh, driving uh, uh, people that do that uh, pick up their food and, and deliver it. We'll get the names of the people, whether it's pizza, whether it's there, we'll slap a name on it so when they come to the door, have a nice tip and they have a Bible with their name on it. It's pretty powerful. They'll kind of go, what? Okay, so this cat I met at the restaurant. He, he was a delivery driver. And uh, I, I sat down and, you know, God will bring a light upon you to look at him, right? And to, and, and, and to see. So just kind of sat down. He's, you know, I get along with a lot of folks and just talk and I listen to people. And he was a young kid, is a young kid. And so we talked to him, got his name. And then we began calling because I got his name and name. I wanted him to come. I wanted him to get away where I could talk to him. And we, we called for, for two weeks in a row, came, you know, back and forth, back and forth, called, called, called. We had already eaten one night. Is Zach there tonight? Yes. Okay. We already ate two rolls of shaggy dog and something. Bring it. Bring Zach to come here. So he comes. He's got a Camaro. He's a, uh, uh, or a Mustang. He was, uh, he's a, uh, high school phenom pitcher at the time, had a scholarship at UT, right? Homecoming king. So gave him his Bible, told him about, about, uh, about heaven and hell, and he didn't want to do it. But he was just leaning against the car. You know, this, this tall kid, six foot four, six foot three, leaning against, and he's just processing, you know? You know body language, you don't know how people are thinking and what they're doing, right? So he leaves, and... Um, Takes his, his Bible, he's a very grateful, very gracious young man. And so, don't think anything of it. I do this every day, all the time. And people, so about two months roll by, I get a phone call, I'm, I'm riding my, my recumbent bike while uh, watching a Dallas Stars game, and um, the phone rings, home phone, and then I didn't answer because we don't answer anything anymore because it's just stupid calls. And, um, <laughs> So this person comes on and goes, um, this is Candace, and I want to tell you something about Zach. And you gave him a Bible, and so I, I got her number. I called her back on my cell phone, and she goes, yeah, he got the, the, the Bible, and he came home, and he goes, Mom, i got to get saved. And, uh, and so now I get this. People get saved a lot, and I was just rejoicing in the fact of that, you know, and she goes, so went to this movie called Woodlawn. A high school was, was having it on, and, and we went to it, and he jumped up, got saved, and we baptized him, and she started bawling. And, and I was thinking, this is awesome. She goes, you have no idea how long I've been praying for, for, for my son. I have no idea how long. No idea. And he's been in, and he's a good kid, but he's been in, in rebellion, you know, and angry, all these kind of things like, like that, right? And so I'm sitting here, I'm just thinking, okay, this is, this is cool. And he goes, and so we went skiing, um, you know, and we, we came back, and this was like a Friday night, and, uh, and she goes, we got back from skiing, and Tuesday, he died. He was hit by a car. 17. 17. We think people are going to live forever, or at least till 80, whatever. We have no idea, right? So now she's we is, is weeping and sobbing, and so I, bike stops turning, and I'm just like, the reality of the importance of what you're doing. So, is there a funeral? And, and she goes, now your Bible, 
is my most valuable possession I will ever have. And she goes, there's a funeral. Of course, when somebody dies like that, high school, think a lot of people come? Whole high school comes, right? So they read out of the Bible, read what I wrote, and he had got a young girl pregnant early. And I said, what's her name? Got her name, didn't know who it was. Went to the the funeral, walked through, God pointed her out to me immediately. Super not natural, because she wasn't showing yet. And I had a Bible with her name on it. I tapped her and I said, and she goes, you're Paul. I said, yes, ma'am. And I gave her the gospel because I don't want to know anything but the gospel inside of a person, whether they're saved or not, right? So I, I, I gave her, she goes, I'm born again, I'm just jacked up, and I, I'm in sin. I said, well, let's pray to renew our faith. And we did. Didn't think another thing of it. Next picture. Five years roll, roll by. This would be last year. That's Mr. Tommy Gage. He's a sheriff of Montgomery County. He goes to Magnolia Cowboy Church. And uh, they needed Bibles. He comes over, grabs them. And uh, we, we immediately, you know, after I witnessed to him, even though I know <laughs> I witnessed everybody, it doesn't matter, I don't care who they are. And, and make, he was born again for sure, had a joy of the Lord of his heart. And now he's one of my finest friends, just a beautiful man. And, and so he brings over his grandson, the, the, the next time Benton, and he was kind of screwed up and now just, just a young kid doing the wrong things like we all do. And I, we, we prayed over him and everything, everything else to renew his faith and everything. And so one morning I, I call up Tommy, what they're, they're coming over for, and, and this is in the COVID year. They grab 18 cases of Bibles. They grab 2,000 stickers if it's English, 2,500 if it's Spanish, and they bring them back. And during the COVID year, we did 110,000 Bibles out of our house with just that, with just that formula. We had 40, 50 people coming by our house a month picking up while I'm working 55 hours a week at UPS. You can imagine the, the orchestration that goes on and everything else, but God lines it all up, right? So he comes back, and I, or I call him up. I said, Tommy, I got another shipment. I can fit three pallets of Bibles in my garage. I said, Tommy, I got, and he goes, you know, I, I, I think, um, you know, I did something to my back, and I'll, I'll uh, yeah, may, not today. I said, well, it'll, it'll be tomorrow and, or the next day. So I called him up, and I didn't know he couldn't get out of bed. I had no idea. He would never say that, right? So when I had, when he told me his back, I immediately prayed because I pray all, all the time for people, immediately. I prayed. He was instantly healed, right? Instantly healed. He didn't know it because he was still laying on the back. And then when he got up, he was like, I can get up. He couldn't get up. Instantly healed. So he came over with his grandson who had a friend, right? So friend comes over. He goes, dude, I know you from somewhere. Me, he's looking at me, you know, buff guy. He goes, I know you from somewhere, man. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm, I, and I said, I, I do Bibles. And he goes, he goes, I worked at Mikado's. And I said, oh, wow. And, I, and of course, that was five years. I don't even think about, but the Holy Spirit prompted me to, to say, you know, I witnessed to Zach and all of a sudden, Benton and Angel, not Angel, uh, Antonio, instantly freeze. That was their best friend. Five years. God uses resurrection, uses death, uses 
that story continue. I looked at Antonio and I gave him the gospel and he was crying. He got saved, right? Two weeks a little later, more Bibles. This is all we do, right? And <laughs> Bibles come. Benton brings another part of the rat pack. Angel, he gets saved. There were five of them that hung out all the time. He gets saved. Benton calls me up on a Friday and says, I got a pool. Because I said at that time, I said, you guys got to get baptized, man. Not that it saves you, but just you, we need to act this thing out. You're young men. Act this whole thing out fully. So he finds a pool and uh, he goes with it. And <laughs> Friday night, he said, can you meet me tomorrow at noon? I'm working. I'm driving. I get off at 1030. I've never done a baptism ceremony. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, family's going to be there. I got a pool, everything. So I call up Johnny Zacchio in New York City. He has a baptismal stuff. And I, I'm looking at him as I'm driving. I'm going like, okay. So I, I go over there. They bring the last person over. Uh, turn the page. Oops, wrong, wrong one. That would be, it would be the in the pool if you got it. There you go. Carson comes out to watch the other guys get baptized. And he gets saved instantly. He's the fastest baptism I've ever seen. You know, he got saved, got his clothes off, he's in the water. You know what I'm saying? It was really cool, right? So, turn the page, and then the, 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 uh, the next one. So, we made this plaque for Miss uh, Candace, you know, and, and we, we, we put this, what's on there, it says, because of Zach's decision to trust in Jesus, then it has a scripture. Uh, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for a for, for mourning, the, the, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of, of righteousness, planting of the Lord, that he might be, 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 uh, be glorified. Candace said, when, when I gave that to her, she goes, you know, Zach had his son. I was like, oh my gosh. And uh, I said, I would love to get him a Bible. I know he's young. And so I did. And, uh, and I said, but I'm going to have you sign it. And she goes, oh, no. You sign it. And so, turn the page. There he is. I could go on, and I, could, I don't have the time. It's supposed to be done in two minutes, and I got a little bit more. But I don't, don't want to rob your time. But I, I say all this to, to say that what you do matters and that the words of your mouth can be used and you cannot um, use your weakness as an excuse. We've gone over that 100%. You have no excuses inside of any of it. And it's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. His provision is stunning. It is stunning. I got to show it. It's so fun. Can you, can you do that one really quick? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Steve. Wherever Steve's at, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Let me show this one thing really quick. You see that over there? That's my financials for December of, of, of 2019. And you see that where there's a buck? I have it highlighted. There's a dollar. All right? So someone had, had given me a buck. And uh, we, I've shown this. I showed this last year. But it's so powerful. So someone gave me a dollar. What I do is I run down to Sam's Club. I pay my credit card down all the time. I order and order and order and just pay debit down, debit down. 
and I see how much money I have in the account, and then I, I just keep going. And so I had a buck in my pocket that a guy gave me at church on the Sunday. And so I put it in, and it's so funny that God did that, because there's a dollar, right? So next page. Those are our monthlies for, um, next slide if you could. Those are, that was December. You can see how radically crazy they are from 14 to 27 to 32 to 15. You know, that was 2019. Now I'm dealing with 59,000, 36,000, a month. I don't ask for a penny from anybody, man. Nobody even knows what, what I'm doing. I'm not, I'm not building a business. I'm following a king. And he's got everything. I don't have to. A servant doesn't provide for his master. I don't have to build up my own support to serve and follow a king, right? So look at the top over here. Donations, 196, 761 for 20. I had a carryover, had a bumper crop on, on, on December the 31st. Got a lot of year, year ends right there, 12,203.65 for the total of 208,964.65. So I was doing this with my daughter you're in. I hate it. I hate doing donor letters and all this stuff. Oh my gosh! As you can see, I'm hard to hold down. But to do this is, is just as spirits filled as doing this. So I do it as in the glory of God, and I thank God for everybody that feels led to give by the Holy Spirit when they do. It means a lot to me. And so she goes, "Oh, back up one to the other one, if you can." So yep, go one more. There, nope, other way. So we'll get there, but. Uh, the uh, one that has the totals on it. So anyways, Caitlin is, 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 is talking to me, and she goes, and that, that is, is, is my daughter. She's helping me do the, do the stuff, and she goes, and I'm sitting here, we're looking at this stuff, and she goes, how long am I going to take you to do that, Dad? And I'm like, what? And she goes, ha, ha, how long did you take you to do that? And I said, what? You know, and, and she goes, to the penny, Dad? God provided to the penny and spoke to my heart at that point. He immediately said, I know exactly what you need. And what's beautiful about that is he knows exactly what you need. And going into a COVID year where the church was shut down, he wanted me to keep doing Bibles. He didn't want me to stop where nobody could see me. No events, nothing. Like I said, we did 95,000 Bibles in 2019, 110 primarily out of our house in 2020, 159,000 in there. And tomorrow at Chester Springs Calvary Chapel, if you want to come out and help after church, we're doing a 16,000 Bible sticker party there for the first time, a big one here. Honeybrook has done one, a smaller one at 5,000 5, Bibles in and then those will go, 8,000 of them are going to go into the inner city Philly and go into um, Reading, is it Reddington? Reading something area. Reading. And, and the rest are going to go down to the border. The border, by the way. You hear about it, right? 130,000 Bibles in the last 13 months have gone down there. Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people born again thousands. God draws them up. There's faithful ambassadors of the Word of God. I don't, I'm not there. We just equip. Vern from Honeybrook Calvary Chapel, Stolfus owns Stolfus Trucking. Guess who trucks them down to the border for me for free? 
No, Vern. <laughs> my, my company wouldn't do that, but Vern does. Isn't that crazy? God, la, 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 he lines them all out. He's got everything free, but it begins with the infant steps of daily discipleship and hearing his word and walking in his ways. These are yours. I want them to be all gone. These are you are faithful. You know how those signs on the, the church you're now entering in, 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 in the mission field. I enter it with the words of my stuttering mouth and with the word of God. And I hand it out wherever I'm going. Where? Restaurants, in your car, when you're helping somebody load their groceries. And when, they, and when they say thank you, if you say you're welcome, you're robbing God of his glory. And what I mean by that is, Jesus showed me to do that, ma'am. Because there's nothing good inside of us, anything good that, that comes up, we glorify God with our mouth. Those are the opening conversations you have. When, you, when somebody thanks you for something, glorify God with your mouth. So that's all. Now, baptism of the Holy Spirit. It is the power to be a witness. It's separate. It's very clear in Scripture. So, if you haven't done that, this conference would be not worth it unless you did that. If you haven't done it, it is the most powerful thing. I will pray over this whole thing. It's not me. It's the Holy Spirit that wants to use you as, an, as, as, as a missionary wherever you're at, and he will. If, you haven't, if you've done that, you don't have to do that again. just has to be refilled and to, and to be drawn to his word every morning. So I just ask for that. So, Father God, those in here that have never been baptized by the Holy Spirit, Father, I just ask, Lord, that you would pour your, your spirit upon them even now, the power to be a witness. And it's not just a witness evangelism, Lord, as you know. It's to be a better husband, the witness of being a better, a better man better woman, better sister and brother in Christ, a better grandfather, a better brother, sister in a family. So Lord, we just thank you for all these opportunities that we have. And Lord, I just pray that you pour your spirit. Those in here that have been stagnant, that maybe their eyes have gotten to, they're just their, their TV at night. They've spent hourless hours. They're on their iPhone, which is even worse. And just look and click and look and look and look and look and look when the, when the fields are white to harvest. Pick their eyes up from the screen and help them to walk as unto you as a well-lit path. So, Father, fill this place with your spirit. Thank you for Calvary Chapel, Philly. I'm just so blessed and honored to be here in Jesus' name. Amen.